0: Hey Rockheads, stop Googling the Bing API and listen up. It's time for another stellar episode of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers with Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. This is Lawrence Ryan, announcing show number 542 with guest Daniel Egan, recorded live Wednesday, April 14th, 2010. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter, The man who says, what happens in Vegas is illegal in 49 states, Carl Franklin.
1: Hey Vegas, welcome to Dotnet Rocks!
0: 40,000
2: people in the audience today. Uh, the, the crowds just keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, this is Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell, and we're here live at Dev Connections on the first interview to kick off our road trip.
1: Pretty much, this is pretty much. Uh, yep, yeah, we're. I mean, it's fun to do a live show with a with a live audience, and then also like, next week, man.
2: Yep, we're on the road. We're for, on the road for three, for three weeks.
1: weeks. We're starting in Mountain View,
2: California. Yep, and the ladies in our life are not very happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we did that, we came home and they said, don't do that again. Uh, we're here with Dan Egan. Hi, Dan. Hey, how you doing? And we're talking about Windows Phone 7. And
3: I, I feel special to be the uh, first interview.
2: Yeah, you definitely are. And this is it right here. And it. and I feel so sorry for the listening audience because I'm, look- I'm holding it in my hand. And uh, it just looks like another black box to me, but...
3: But it is, yes. do we it? have a name for that form factor? It's just it's all screen. It's just a screen box. Yeah, this is going to be the form factor for the first uh, rev of it, um, and then from there there'll be different form factors. I, I don't know if there's a name for it yet, though.
2: Okay. So you can see as I hold it up that most of it is screen on the front, and uh, kind of like a zoom.
3: Yeah. 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 It's very it's very close to a zoom. Um, it's uh, taken a lot of uh, it's got a zoom in it. Uh, first of all, and right. taken a lot of its cues uh, from the Zoom. Mm. Um, I don't know how many people have a Zune in the audience. Yeah, I, I love a lot of mine, hands. So,
1: a lot of hands. yeah, and the Zoom HD is unbelievable. Yeah. That was that was the sort of revelation because regular Zoom was okay. It's a player. It's not the, the software was always nice on it, but the HD stunning.
2: Yeah, very nice. So, uh, well, we've, we've talked to a few people about it. I t- totally have never seen it, but I don't want to just sit here and play with it while, uh, no, while we're trying free, to... No, That's
3: actually that's why I bought it. I <laughs> was well, hoping we'd have it up on screen for yeah. you guys, but... Uh, so one of the things they talked
1: about a fair bit about this phone so far has been this whole idea of gaming with it. But it had this idea that you would write, play a game that was on your PC, on your Xbox, and on your phone. Right. Which... I have I, yet to see that game.
3: Oh, you haven't seen uh, Harvest is the one that they keep showing. Okay, unfortunately, I don't have it on this phone. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you're an XNA developer, um, you can program for both Xbox uh, and the phone. You know, there's obviously Xbox is more powerful. You're going to get a little bit more out of your game from an Xbox. Uh, but the same game can transfer over to the phone easily. So it's not really about making a separate game for the phone, but actually writing a common code base across the mall. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Well, I guess that's the whole thing with the Silverlight side of this thing, too, is this idea that
3: it really is just Silverlight. It's not a subset of Silverlight. Um. Uh, that's kind of probably a yes and a no okay. answer. It's uh, Silverlight 3. It's actually a subset and a superset uh, at the present time. So uh, there's you know some things that um, are not uh, in the phone uh, because it's probably important to understand that it is actually um, Silverlight out of the browser on the phone, yeah. which obviously makes sense. Um, some things obviously can't hook into and then some things are specific to the phone itself so if you're comfortable with Silverlight you'll be comfortable with programming
2: how this is a question nobody's ever asked how's the phone like making calls
3: now you're just talking crazy talk you know no talk
2: about the phone part of it I
3: got it yesterday I've had this you know less than a day so you know (laughs) I I of course as soon as I got it I I took my chip out of my phone and put it in there I love it it's uh, super intuitive Um, Everything works like, like, you think it, like you think it should. Actually, how many of you have a Windows phone uh, in the audience right now? Can you hold it up? See how every single one of them is different? Yeah. You know, you can, you can if you're a developer, uh, I don't know how many of you develop for the Windows phone right now, but if you're a developer, you have to deal with all those different form factors, all those different screen size, all those different buttons. And now, uh, you know, when this comes out, anyone that has a Windows phone is going to know they have a Windows phone, and everyone else will know they have a Windows phone. Um, they've separated it into these uh, real cool hubs. Hey, who's calling me? I bet it's someone in this room, too. I think I I'll ignore it. <laughs> is that Mark? Probably.
2: So, speakerphone?
3: Uh, so you know what? I haven't, yes, but I haven't tried it yet. So uh, yeah, we, should, we
2: should try it. We should call somebody and see what the quality is, because, you know, that's always the problem. Are you on a speakerphone? Sounds like you're in a bathroom somewhere, you know?
3: All right. So, yeah, OK, let me try that. So uh, one of the things that's cool is uh, there's a people hub, and the people hub is really cool because um, it connects not just with my uh, phone, but it connects to Facebook as well. Um, you know, you probably can't see this, but the recent people I have and all my Facebook friends are here. So even if I don't have your phone number, I probably have your email address if you're one of my, you know, 600 friends on Facebook, so I can easily get a hold of you. Um, one of the things you'll notice on the bottom here is there's only three buttons. So, and that's going to be on every phone. There's certain things that um, they're locking down for manufacturers to make, and that's one of the things. Again, when I had you hold up your phone, some of it had 12, some of it had 3, some of it had 4. And one of the buttons on here is search. If you're on the start page, search will actually go to Bing search, and I'll actually talk about that in a little bit. But if you're on people and you hit search, it'll actually search in there. So let's call uh, Mark because I see him in the room.
1: I love the fact that you're focused on the phone part of this thing.
2: Well, yeah, because... It's the thing that nobody has Nobody about. talks about it, right, you know?
1: And I, I can't bring myself to wear a Bluetooth headset. Maybe it's just me. Why is that? I don't know. A little, I'm weird enough as it is. Why didn't get a blue-glowy thing in my ear? People are already worried about me walking around talking to myself. Question a bit, Beck?
3: On the iPhone, you've got three buttons <laughs> on is that one of the reasons why some of the phones that we have
1: now can't be so the question was on the uh, on that phone we have the three buttons. So that way they can't be upgraded? I, I I think I know the answer to this, Dan. But it's that the actually the the reference platform for this is fairly high end, and, and I don't think
3: there's any many phones that aren't with phone sevens that comply,
2: especially the graphics chips.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it's actually a lot of different stuff. Um, the form factor is the biggest you know reason for that. Um, you know, if there was a phone that. Uh, adhere it I guess to um, all the different things like it has to be capacitive touch you know my touch phone I have a touch phone today it's resistive touch right so it's got to be capacitive touch it's got to have four touch points um, so it's you know got multi-touch so those are some of the things they have to deal with but they've been working with the OEMs for a while so you know they know it's coming yeah the one that hurts
1: me is that the, uh, the HTC uh, HD2 that phone looks like a Windows yeah. phone 7 It feels great, and it's not. There's no upgrade path.
3: Yeah, yeah, and actually, that's the one I have, and uh, that's the one I really like. So I I called Mark. We're actually on speakerphone right now. Um, One of the things I wanted to show is I had never used speakerphone before. Um, A lot of phones, you get them. Obviously, they've worked a lot with trying to make it um, easy for anyone to use. So um, you know, I just you know called them on the phone, and there was one button that showed extra menu items, and I hit it, and speakerphone is right there. So,
2: Uh, so Mark, are you there? Yes. Yes.
3: Wow, that's pretty
2: good. Uh, so it sounds like it has some sort of um, uh, noise gate, which means that you don't—I he- don't hear Mark talking unless he talks, and then you hear him. And yeah. there is a slight delay. Say a few more words.
1: That's one, two, three. Hello.
2: Hello. And you can hear every word we're saying clearly. Yes.
1: yes. Wow. That's quite impressive.
2: So we've got a few that's questions great.
1: that came in through Twitter. Uh, let's start off with the obvious one, multitasking. Can we hang out with yeah. Mark first? All right. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. He's
3: paying by the minute. He is paying by the minute. Yeah. So what was the question? Multitasking. Ah, I was wondering how long that was going to take to come up. Well, so, we might as well get right to it. Yeah, please. exactly. So obviously this is a developer skew of a talk, so that's going to come up. Um, the answer is the phone does have multitasking, but third-party developers don't have access to it. And I want to explain why. Um, you know, one of the things with uh, the current 6.5, if you're a developer, actually, you know, I didn't ask the question, how many people here are devs uh, for Windows Mobile 6.5? Okay. You know that you have uh, hooks way down into almost everything in the phone, right? And one of the things that, that causes for a consumer is if you have background processes that they don't really know are happening, um, you can drain on battery, you can, you know, you know, make the phone sluggish, stuff like that. So one of the things uh, that they've done, and you'll see this in a lot of the things they've done, is they've tried to make sure that everyone that has a Windows phone has the same experience, no matter what applications you have on there. So you do not have access to background processing. Uh, one of the things you can do is when um, you switch off your app, there's notifications that are sent out to your app that it's going to be put in a, a closed state, and from that state you can save your state. You know, depending on what your app does, and then obviously when they go back to your app, you can resume that state. So that's how you'd handle. Uh, and is, so, is there like a suspended state and a and a shutdown state? Are they different? Uh, no, it's just a. It's just a. You know, I don't. I don't know the name off the top of my head. It's an ending. Yeah, okay. so but it's, we're, it's, we're about to shut it off. We're about to unload you from yeah, memory. Right. So
2: it's very similar to the way the iPhone works, because that's, yeah. that's what it does, too. Right, right. right. And it's kind of smart, if you think about it. So in terms of multitasking, are you saying there's no thread? There's no threading? Like, multi-threading within an application, we can't spin up new threads?
1: No. Okay. But you, you said it's not available to us... Is the phone doing multi-threading normally anyway? Between apps? Yeah,
3: so. yeah absolutely. So all the stuff on the phone that either um, we built and put into it, or you know, possibly, obviously, second-party developers, you know, working with the carriers, they might have apps that can access that, but third-party developers don't can't access it.
1: And, and obviously, this has changed. One of the impacts that's got to be affecting this decision long-term is the fact that you know, iPhone OS four, they've changed that now. They're gonna they start going down the path of multitasking. So I got to think that. This may be first rev, but obviously that's up for review at some point.
3: Yeah, obviously, and, and you know, I'm not uh, privy to, to that roadmap, but honestly the, we'll see how it affects the iPhone right. too, right? So, you know, one of the reasons iPhone, I think, did it in the beginning was to have the good experience for the yeah. consumer. So now,
2: I know you're all about social networking, so uh, tell us about the, the Facebook support and uh, other social networks. Like, is LinkedIn supported or, you know, is there an app for LinkedIn, for example?
3: You know what? The apps are going to be coming out, so the marketplace isn't open for Windows 7 phone apps. I'm sure as soon as it is, there's already been, and obviously uh, Scott did a uh, a Twitter app already. Yeah. Um, There's a Netflix app. They're going to ship that, right? The one he did on stage? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. So, you know. But
2: the Facebook support is built in.
3: Facebook support is built in.
2: And what kind of things can you do with it?
3: Um, You know, it's. Basically, it, it, it's nice because it integrates in the phone. One of the cool uh, visual features, and again, um, you guys can't see this, but there's different tiles. So the, the interface on, uh, on the front is not icons, it's tiles, and they're live tiles. And the people one is a special one. I mean, you guys can see this. Those are actually people from Facebook and uh, my Outlook. You know, they're actual pictures, and it keeps randomizing, going through and just showing me separate people. Um, so okay. it's completely integrated within the phone whenever I do a search um, I can search on it so it takes all my Facebook contacts which I was actually kind of worried because you know I have, I have a lot so I was wondering how it was going to suck it into the phone if it was going to slow it down um, and, it, and it did it rather quickly and um, if you just go to people it shows all their stuff so I can see you know you can check your own you can see your own your last uh, Facebook um, posts you know mm-hmm. stuff like that so um, it's not a Facebook app per se it's, it's uh, Facebook-integrated kind of into the right. phone.
2: So you wouldn't get messages and, and status updates and things like that if you wanted them?
3: Well, that's actually, uh, actually, that's a great question because one of the things it has, if you develop an app or someone develops an app, again, I'll, I'll reiterate it, these are live tiles. So um, one of the things the live tiles allow you to do is update it, you know, when your app application isn't uh, uh, running. So if you have an app that you know does a Twitter app and you want your Twitter replies or something to go to live tile, so you can see it, you can do that.
1: Hmm. There's a yeah, the ch- the whole concept of being able to push to the phone. Right, right. Like, that's got to be tricky. Is it, it? How do you how do you go about it as an app builder? Do they have to be online per se or connected by Wi-Fi or is is it polling out to say, is there messages or not? Like, is there a true push to the phone in some way?
3: Yeah, yeah. And there's an API for it, and you know Azure is a great. Uh, obviously, platform for that. Right. Um, there's right. Azure support to, to do that. Um, but you can also just use regular services yeah. uh, to do that as well.
1: It's, yeah, and so you've got to have a server out there somewhere that's just making a call right. down to the phone in some, Absolutely. In some yeah. respect.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: copy, paste, might as well get it out of the way. Yeah, great. That's another one. Yeah. Uh, thanks. So uh, copy and paste, uh, as of right now, uh, one of the things that they're doing to to handle that, you know, there is no copy and paste on the phone right now. Um, I guess we'll answer that directly. Mm-hmm. And the way it's being handled is uh, more like a use case. So, for example, um, I was showing Susanna um, the map integration in here as well. So, if I have an email that has uh, an address on it, so it's automatically going to underline it. When I click on that, it'll bring up the map and show me where it's at on the map. And the map, obviously, I can get directions on there. Um, if there's a phone number, It'll be underlined. I can click on it. It'll open up the phone. You know, stuff like that, If email address, mm-hmm. et cetera. So um, they're working through all the use cases where you would want copy and paste for a lot of stuff, and they're using this underline feature to accommodate that.
1: Cool. So Silverlight is the way to do development?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it, it depends what you want to do. So uh, there's a dividing line. If you're a game developer, you're going to do XNA. Right. Um, if you're an app developer, you're going to do Silverlight. But... You know, if you have an application that's, you know, going to do some, you know, great, you know, graphics rendering for whatever reason, you can write an app in XNA.
1: So the real reason to use XNA is to get at the graphics, that's what it's about? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, otherwise, I would use, I
3: mean, I would presume, writing in Silverlight,
1: I'm more productive.
2: It's a .NET language. Well, and, you know, the more I work with Silverlight and the more I talk to people about line-of-business applications, the it, it seems to be that line of business applications, your majority of apps that are going to be written in the next five years are going to be silver Yeah,
3: and that's a a great benefit for, I mean, a couple reasons. Um, One of the things, and I'll answer the question before it comes up, Um, you have to write it in managed code. You cannot write it like you can today in 6.5 in unmanaged code. Right. And one of the things that gives you is, you know, there's, you know, millions of you know, uh, c-sharp developers and you know tons of silverlight developers so it has a great ecosystem um, mm. for developers to start on the phone right, right away yeah and, and it's actually easier than that even if you don't know silverlight um, how many of you are are devs that do a lot of back end and your your screens are usually you know gray or blue because you have no design skills Right, so I'm I'm in that same boat, right? That's a, a quarter of the room, and yeah, right, and willing to admit it. I know a lot of people are afraid of Silverlight. Ah, that you know storyboards. Ah, you know what am I going right. to do with rendering? The phone's different. There's templates that just make it super simple. You're not really, unless you want to, you're not really doing flipping animations and storyboards. There's templates, and
2: there's third party tools.
1: Yeah, yeah, that will be available Free, to do for that. you to
3: pop stuff out. So it's it's really simple to get started.
1: And I think Silverlight is going that way in general. We're starting to see this templating approach more and more and more because yeah. people don't, the, the blank screen is intimidating and we waste
2: a lot of time. You know, there's only so many ways to build a CRUD app. Like and we, the f- we don't need it to be that generic. Again, I say the third-party tools are going to be so beneficial to people to just be able to cherry-pick, oh, I like the way that looks and that works and animates and stuff. I really doubt that you're, you're running the mill line of business developers going to do animation or storyboards or any of that.
1: I think yeah. another element of that is Metro. Is this that Microsoft is finally getting down to defining what UI should look like in an environment like Silverlight that yeah. we're simply going to take advantage of? Yeah, we don't want to invent this. You, Microsoft, has always handed to us in the first place, right? Yep. Ever, no. uh, file, edit, pay, you know, all of those sorts of things. They that was the standard. We're ready for some new standards.
3: Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You'll notice that there's no you know start button on here. That whole right. interface. Of looking like a, a desktop machine is gone. Yeah. Um. And there's a whole great session at Mix, which is online. Just it was an hour on the Metro design language. On uh, the basis behind it, uh, the simplicity of it is, you know, we've been doing um, you know street signs for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they're very clear, and they're very bold, and they're very easy to read. So they borrowed from that to to do the Metro design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Street signs. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: there's got to be some extensions added in the Silverlight for the phone to get at the phone resources themselves. Is, is everything exposed? I can get to the GPS. I can, get, I can make a call you know, and all, all that sort of stuff. What does that look like in Silverlight? So,
3: that, so that's a yes and no as well. Um, <laughs> the, the basis behind it is they wanted to make sure that the users of the phone were safe. Right. Um, and so the user has to allow the application to go there. You know, you have to say yes. You can, you know, know where my location. That's just is. like the
2: iPhone or yeah, you know, other phones. Right. They do that. They ask your permission.
3: Yeah. So there's things called choosers and pickers that allow you to, you know, yeah. hook to the camera, to hook to the calendar, to hook to other stuff to, nice. to work with yeah. your application.
2: So there must be something simple, like you know, uh, if if a developer wants the user to place a call to some selected text or whatever, or a link, they they can you can just make one call. You don't have to do deal with the phone internals. You don't have to rewrite the phone app. You just say,
3: call. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and one of the things that you, you just saying that reminded me of is uh, one of the things they've done on the phone, too, is before they had third parties and OEMs uh, do stuff like the keyboard, uh, the, the keyboard that's on here. And when you do that, you lose control and, you know, the operating system on the phone has to work with many different types of keyboards and all that, uh, you know, different stuff. And so... We own the keyboard. We own the whole keyboard stack. So obviously, we have the hooks into it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the cool things of this phone is I talked about form factor and how they all have to work the same. Um, There's some leeway there. So, you know, this one doesn't have an external keyboard, but some phones will have an external keyboard. So it's, you know, you're not locked into if you hate dialing on the phone.
2: Can you bring up the keyboard for me so I can experience that? Uh, Great question here from David Bates about uh, Silverlight out of the browser on the phone. Do they, how does it run? It's in, all out of the browser. Wise. Oh, security-wise. Say that again? So yeah. The, you know, secu-
1: the the security model for this. The, first off, let me back up on that. You pull up the web browser on the Windows phone, it won't run Silverlight in the browser.
3: Correct. Or Flash.
1: Or Flash. Right. But apparently that doesn't work anywhere. Yeah. But uh, David's question here was about the Silverlight out of the browser mode for the phone. I mean, what What is the security
3: model? So... Um, You know, security is probably not my forte, but um, I will tell you that each application is sandboxed. Right. So you have isolated storage that only you can get at. Um, You can't uh, interact with other applications on the phone um, using the out-of-browser mode um, to interact with it. But you do have access to the resources of the phone. (laughs) Uh, You have hooks into it. Hooks into it. You know, you have your pickers and choosers. Right. So... You, so you basically access. built a layer of distraction. Right. How's the keyboard work?
2: The friend. keyboard's great. I can, I can type with my thumb, which is yeah. the, the test for me. Well, one it works, hand, it works well sideways, thumb. too,
3: if you turn oh, okay, it sideways. Oh, You know, if you want to do two thumbs, it works pretty well. Right. Also. It's not working sideways. Maybe you're mid type. Maybe, uh, maybe it doesn't turn on the people. Okay. If you do a text message, it does. Right.
1: Here's, a weird, here's a question I have no idea about. Uh, will OS. Will Office Communicator Mobile continue to run while I'm in a different application on the phone?
3: Uh, I, is there an Office Communicator app going to be available
1: for the Windows 7 phone?
3: You know, great question. I have no idea. It um, and it would probably have to come from us to do that. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Yeah, Office Communicator is an interesting product. In, and yeah. in actually having the
3: phone type. Yeah, yeah, I use it on my phone, and I, and I love it. How about like, speech recognition? Um, nothing's been announced on that. Okay. Answer, answer. That's the you? first time I had to use that one. How diplomatic <laughs> of you.
2: Okay, you heard what he didn't say. <laughs> yeah. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik. We've been blown away by the uptake and the quick adoption of Silverlight. It's no secret though that the platform didn't provide for consistent integration with the web analytics services. Well, not anymore. As you might have already heard, Microsoft announced its Silverlight analytics framework which solves the above-mentioned problem. But what's also interesting is that Telerik already provides support for the framework. Telerik's the first UI components vendor to offer handlers for the Silverlight analytics framework. Using RAD controls for Silverlight, you can immediately benefit from the advantages of the platform and start tracking the statistics of your applications. You can read details and download the handlers at telerik.com slash silverlight. And hey, don't forget to thank Telerik. For supporting.NET .NET Rocks! on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com/tellerick. Now, the the system speech uh, stuff that's built in the .NET um, requires, you know, some power right. on the on the computer. Is is the specs of the phone powerful enough to to handle speech recognition? You think? I mean, if you had to guess,
3: um, yeah. If I had does to guess, it use the yeah. GPU? Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. all right, great. It does a lot with the GPU to op- optimize the, uh, the phone. So, absolutely.
1: Wow. Yeah, we really haven't talked about the actual architecture of the phone itself. So there is a GPU in there absolutely. as well. Yep. Oh, What's be. the resolution of the screen?
3: Um, so at launch, there's going to be one screen size, so uh, 800 by 480, which is a 5 to 3 ratio, um, uh, W uh, VGA, And then uh, after launch sometime, there'll be a second one that's uh, 480 by 320. Which is a 3 to 2 ratio.
1: Interesting. It, and then, I mean, we're laughing because it doesn't seem like
2: that much resolution. You're like, it's a
1: phone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a phone
3: that's 800 pixels Why? it's
2: very light, too, which is one thing I like about it. It's, it's lighter than my iPhone. Um.
3: Yeah, actually, as a developer on that same topic, um, you will, when you submit your application, have to support those two. So one of both resolutions, not more, both those resolutions, though, Um, because, you know, one of the current, you know, things now is, you know, I wanted a um, a Foursquare app. You know, there's Foursquare for my for my big touch phone, but there's not Foursquare for my other phone because no one's developed it. What is Foursquare? Oh, no,
2: no. You don't know what Foursquare is? Enlighten me.
3: So Foursquare is a uh, another social network okay. um, that allows you to uh, check in different places. Okay. It's a location-centric
2: and, social network. Yeah. Okay,
3: And it can seem simple at times, but what it really does at conferences or really any place, um, you know where your friends are. So okay. when they check in at a restaurant or they check in at a conference or a session at a conference, you kind of know where they are. So it's Big Brother in your hand. Yeah, if you allow it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, the big challenge is doing location inside of buildings, right? right so you right, see right. it also has toasts. So... Um, you see that Mark just actually sent some sent me a text message. Toast just so, means pop up. Yeah, just push. a pop up. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm it, translating. You called it yeah. toast. Yeah. That's sorry. Really? That's I know old school. <laughs> That's very funny. I'm always reminded you know why that. they call it toast, right? Because it pops up. Because it pops up. Well, well, yeah, but yeah, it pops up used to pop up in the corner and usually had rounded corners. Right. looked so like, really it really was like coming toast
1: coming up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the old Calvin Hobbes comic where it goes, "Look, look! You put bread in here. You push it down. You wait a little while. Toast comes up. That, where'd the bread go?"
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> Sorry, but maybe it's only. Wait, funny was that, that a question mark that you, you were sending? Actually, I'd like to dig into the whole App Store side of this. I okay. think it's a it's a big issue and, and that folks are are sort of confused about. So okay. you know, I do not want to say you guys are emulating the iPhone and, and that model, but it sounds like you are. That all apps that I want to build, that I'll have to send it to the App Store, they get approved. They get posted, you take a cut, I make some money, well,
2: hopefully. Let's, let's face it, that model has been incredibly successful for Apple. Incredibly successful. I don't think it's, it's breaking down.
1: There's so many apps in the App Store now, and yeah. they're a mess. Like, how many golf apps do we need? Yeah. I, I, I just wonder how we're going to resist that problem. And first off, they, you it's a good problem. problem. I,
3: yeah, I think it's a problem we want to have. Yeah, yeah it's uh, a good problem. And, and again, I'll, I'll go back to the consistent experience yeah. Um, right now, you know, we we already have a marketplace, but that's not the only place where you can get apps. You know, some of them you go through the marketplace; it's an easier experience. Some of them you have to install cab files. You know, where most of us are probably developers, that's not a big thing. But most normal people using a phone have no idea what a cab file right. is. Yeah. unzipping it, installing it. Um, so uh, for Windows Phone Seven, all applications will be distributed through the marketplace.
2: The Zoom marketplace. Um, Or are you calling it something else?
3: Yeah, you know, um, Marketplace. Whatever. If if they rebrand it soon, I don't know. It's, yeah, the app Marketplace. Right, okay. But I'm
1: thinking about enterprise apps. David Bates brought (laughs) up exactly this question through Twitter about, I don't want to put my enterprise applications on a Marketplace. I want to be able to distribute it to the phones in my organization. Good point.
3: Yeah, and that's a great uh, question. Um, Right now, one of the the biggest focus on the phone, and I don't want to... Say that we're you know banding an enterprise, but the focus for this phone was consumer. Right. So um, that's what where they're heading. They completely understand you know the need for enterprise to develop applications and distribute right. um, you know onto phones within their within their enterprise. So um, all I can say is they're they're evaluating that need. Well, right? there's another and device.
2: There's another device that uh, you know the notebook device that will probably fill that niche quite
1: nicely. Yeah, people want, I think enterprises want phones to be able to do, to be part of the organization. I think but, you they know the OCS question well. but that's
2: why you build web apps. You know, the web apps are perfect for phones.
1: Yeah, I guess what, it's an interesting part of this we haven't really brought
2: up, which is not just Silverlight on the phone, but actually apps in the browser. Yeah. But you don't get Silverlight in the browser on, no. on right. that. Yeah, but you do, you can do wonders with, uh, you know, ASP.NET AJAX.
3: Yeah.
1: But, so, but I think this is the, – the, the, back right into the concern again, which is because I can't have Silverlight in the browser. I'm building a Silverlight app inside my organization. I want it on the phone. I, at this point, I have to go through the marketplace for that.
3: Or – or No, if it, if it works out of the browser, it's it, – you know, basically it works out of the browser. So, you know, depending on what you're doing, right, the application you build for in the browser should work for out of the browser. So, so I, I agree. So, I'm saying how do I get it on the phone?
2: So
1: right? do you mean – that oh, you, you mean
3: create – well, you'd have to – Reuse the code base and create a phone application. Create a phone application,
1: and I have to send it to the marketplace.
3: Absolutely, but it can't be private. Well, as a developer, uh, what will happen is once you uh, apply it to the marketplace and your are a developer, uh, they'll send you it. Not send you. You'll basically hook to the cloud, and you'll be able to unlock your phone. Could you? Could so you, you so can deploy right to your phone. Could okay. you
2: solve the problem with a with security on the uh, on the marketplace? So if I wanted to publish to the marketplace, but require security certificates or something like that?
3: Well, I, th- I think right now the only option would be to, um, you know, you can have it free up in the marketplace, and when yeah. they download it, they need an access code to actually run right. the application, Right. you know, something like that. There's also a really cool, not just feature, but an API, a try, try versus buy Yeah. Uh, for the phone that uh, allows you to um, create in your app with just a very simple, it's basically a switch You know, is it a try or is it buy? how they did it? And you turn, you know, features on and off in your application utilizing that, so.
1: So if we're consumer
3: focused, do we support exchange? Can I, do I still get Outlook on the phone? Oh, yeah, yeah? actually even better than that. So um, in the calendar, we have uh, all multiple calendars integrated in the calendar. So if you okay. have Exchange, if you have uh, Google, if you have other calendars, Live Calendar, all those will be different colors and integrated <coughs> in the calendar. i And uh, even better is uh, you can have multiple Exchange accounts. You can do that in Outlook 2010. Well, you can't do that in uh, no. Windows Mobile 6.5. That's Well, you can't do much of anything in Windows no. Mobile 6.5. I don't know if you know. But that's a cool feature <laughs> if you use it. That's a, a great feature, yeah, actually. Yeah. Brian, do
2: you have a question? What are the requirements to publish in the marketplace?
3: Um, you, there's, you know, if you go right now to the marketplace, the 6.5 stuff, um, you know, a lot of that stuff will be similar. So, you know, the content review, all that other stuff will be similar. Um, they'll be coming out, you know, in the next you know, few months, whatever. Do you have a with, clause in there where I
1: have to build the app in Visual Studio? I can't you know, use anybody else's tools to build my application. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I, that's funny. Not that I'm referring to anything there, but, you know, <laughs> just saying that 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 would be a concern of mine. Is it going to be a one-size-fits-all policy, or do you have
0: different policies for
2: enterprise? And the question is, is it
0: going to be a... So is it going to be a one-size-fits-all policy, or are you going to have like,
3: different policies if you're an like, enterprise app? Yeah, as I said right now, um, everyone is under the same thing right now. They, like I said, they completely understand uh, the needs of the enterprise and they're evaluating that right now. Okay. I
1: think we have a gadget solution to this, which I appreciate. So what was that URL? uh, It's QIK.
0: QIK.
1: QIK.com.
3: Solution. I didn't know we had a problem.
1: G O A L
2: K E E K E E Keeper? P R Keeper. And what is this a solution to? This is a
1: video, uh, this is a, a camera video that we can show on the big screen here for folks to look at the windows. So oh, we're using uh, a mobile
3: phone to, show to look a at phone. a mobile phone on a projector. <laughs> Hey, at least it's a Windows mobile phone showing a Windows mobile phone. I don't
1: know a wireless connection, so the latency here should be pretty insane. <laughs> well, and also, we have glare,
3: so I'm going to try to figure out how to make that Yeah, yeah doesn't that look great? That's a nice Love blurry it. block we've got there,
1: actually. <laughs> I'm thrilled with that. Well, you guys are fitting a little bit. Maybe I'll have it's question right here. Hi, I was wondering, how, um, how, what is the capability of customizing the look of the phone? Or is
2: it just... How can you customize the look of the phone?
3: Yeah, it's, it's actually, um, I don't know if you're talking about the uh, the carrier level or the OEM level or developer level, but um, one of the things you'll notice in 6.5, like the HTC Touch Pro 2, they have a whole shell over it, right? So you can almost not even see that at 6.5. You, uh, OEMs won't be able to do that. I think possibly they might be talking about um some type of customizations so they can do um, well, I something on it but yeah, I just as a user as a user yeah as a user within your application you can make it look exactly how you want you know it's it's silverlight so well, but you have these
2: big green tiles that I see on I the want blue tiles.
3: well yeah it i can
1: yeah right good. now i can change
3: right now i can change the colors of these um, i have a choice of i think four i could have blue tiles or orange tiles or green tiles um. So you can change the look and feel of of the front page. Um, you can also change it'll it'll change by what you put on there. So applications you use, people you talk to, um, can all be pinned to the front page. So that makes it look different as well.
2: Can you have a um, a program that runs when you start up the phone in in lieu of the no the main interface? No, I
1: think, I think you know, what you're getting at here is that HTC does this especially this process of these phone manufacturers building their own shells over top of Windows has become a real problem. Because they, they, they some work, some don't. I think it's very confusing to
3: the user. I wouldn't even call it a problem. I mean, I, I like how HTC works. Yeah. The The difference is that when, um, like I talked about at the beginning, everyone had a Windows 6.5 phone they were all different. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell what a Windows phone is. So part of locking down what it looks like is, you know, recognizing... If I give you my phone and you had a Windows phone, you can use it right away. You um,
0: can figure it out. Question here. What kind
2: of uh, animation restriction do you have on the tiles? What kind of
0: animation restriction do you have on the tiles? On oh, the tiles.
3: On the tiles right now, uh, for third-party developers, you have text access as of right now. So, um, I There's really, no animation.
2: So, no animation, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, they. <laughs> you know what? I've heard they, they understand, you know, the need for that and the want for that. Um, but as of right now, it's. it's you know, ultimate, it's, it's, it's,
2: ultimately, you want the OS to just make it your application as accessible as possible, right? And that, that it, it achieves the goal. It's your application that's going to rock, right? Another question?
3: Uh, yes, I wanted to go back to the uh, app governance. Uh, Apple right now has a thing where if you emulate part of the phone software in your app, they can disallow it. And even Google got hit by it with their Google Maps. Um, oh, right. So if they, they recreate a feature that the phone already
1: has in your app, that's a no-no.
3: Especially with the service Facebook integration, if I wanted to make my own Facebook app, would that be allowed in the marketplace?
2: So the question, the question for the recording is: Is there a restriction on emulating parts of the phone that, uh, You know, writing your own Facebook app or Google Maps look-alike kind of thing.
3: You know, and unfortunately, you're probably not going to like this answer, um, but I'd probably get into a lot of trouble if I kept speculating on what apps are going to be allowed. Um, All I can say is uh, keep going to the Windows Phone Marketplace. Um, The new ones will be up there soon, and they have, you know, regulations on content. They have regulations on what the app can do, and it'll all be spelled out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, governance is a tough thing. Yeah, if I, It's like answering licensing questions. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go there. Yeah, I'm
3: a developer. I'm like you guys, so, yes.
1: you know. I'm sorry, the question at the back there? Um, what's
3: going to happen with ActiveSync? What's going to happen with ActiveSync? Right uh, oh. What do you mean by, is, is, is does Windows 7 phone use ActiveSync? Is that your right. question? It does not use ActiveSync. So... Uh, it, when, uh, active Sync will still be around, obviously, for 6.5 phones. Windows 7 phone does not use ActiveSync.
2: Does it need Active Sync?
3: No, it doesn't need Active Sync. So uh, you will be able, if you have Zune software, um, if you have a Zoom, those people that do, and you you know you plug in your Zune um, and you you know sync with uh, you know your music stuff, that'll be the same, close to the same experience. You know, the look and feel of that software uh, will be the same for the phone. Syncing with Outlook. You don't need you don't need to connect to sync with Outlook. So, like I said, I, I haven't hooked this to my PC. I just you know put in my Exchange server information, and it, I'm getting syncs right now. I got seven emails while we're sitting here. So, well,
1: I like I work for Northrop. We have our so, internal Exchange servers. i to be able to do it in that same So you have internal Exchange servers. Are they accessible over the internet at all? No. So they're totally no. internal. Totally internal exchange. Yes, you said I
3: mean, yes. How would the phone get to it then? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not an exchange expert. I don't that's know if question. you guys have knowledge, but yeah, it's it's if they, you know, if people lock stuff down to where things can't access it, that's not really the phone. It's not really a phone question. It's it's whether they can open up ports or whatever to allow it in your company. Well,
1: what about users that use Outlook, Outlook Express that don't have exchange at all? Users that use Outlook Outlook Express. I guess that's a good question. It's just that. You know, so I have a Pop Three account out there somewhere. Can I put it into the course? Of course, yeah, of course,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was specific to exchange, but yeah, if you can get your, you know, email other ways, yeah.
2: Yeah. So it does speak all the, the yeah, Yeah. question in the front.
3: So uh, I know that your Richard pointed out earlier that uh, you're targeting the consumer, and I know that the the first product usually for at least for the iPhone went through the developers going, oh, this is cool, this is great, and that that works, spreads, viral, but. for me, as a parent, uh, parental control in Windows 7 is awesome. Seeing something like that in the Windows phone, I think, would be a step above what iPhones provide for us.
2: Parental control.
3: Yeah, I, I completely understand your question. Um, as of uh, for launch, there's nothing for parental okay. control in the phone. Um, it is something uh, they're aware of and they're evaluating. So and I uh, hope I don't say that too much today. I haven't yeah. too yeah. much. But, but
1: you mean, you, I mean, admittedly, we're early on in the game yep. here. So in you know, version one, it isn't even really shipped. There will be an, uh, a Windows Phone Seven Pad, right? About this big. You know, I have no there, idea. I have well, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I mean, all all this game of the form factors is an interesting one, where where all of that is going. Did you
2: see the email today that uh, uh, Apple sues Microsoft over use of the word app? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I just want to give a shout out real quick to our friends at Data Dynamics who uh, make ActiveReports.net, among other really awesome things. ActiveReports.net is great because uh, it allows you to just build your reports with an easy editor. Embed them right in your application, provide PDF and HTML output, give your end users a report editor, royalty-free, of course, a great access report upsizing wizard, and all this for a price that isn't going to break the bank. ActiveReports.net from Data Dynamics. Go check it out now at datadynamics.com.
1: It sounds to me like we've got primarily a consumer play here, yep. and uh, you know for for what that whatever that's going to mean to us uh, for now. And eventually, you'll, you'll remember the enterprise guys because you know we're nice. Yep.
3: yep and
1: sure uh, and then the the phone will go from there. So I, I guess the question: How many folks here are going to build an app and throw it out in the store with the effort? You know, who's going to build the first Windows Phone Seven fart?
3: <laughs> uh, it's probably already been created. But. Yeah, I bet it's,
1: but be, it, I mean, I guess the question we're all in my mind is: Is, is, is there going to be a storm of apps again in this huge opportunity?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. Uh, uh, how many of you have already downloaded the tools? Okay, it, they're they're completely free. So whether you're a developer, um, if you go to developer.windowsphone.com, uh, you can download them. Um, they have a Visual Studio SKU, absolutely free. Uh, to to work with Windows Phone, um, if you're a designer, uh, there's Blend for Beta with a phone plugin, so you can use Blend for it as well. So just like Silverlight now, um, if you have designers and developers, you have that same exact story. You know, you do the functionality, you make it look fantastic. You know, and it's the same code base.
1: And is it well, is it currently a special version of Blend for the phone?
3: Yeah, it's the it's the for uh, Beta, the Blend 4 Beta, and then there's a plugin for for the phone. Yeah. Okay. And you, you I mean, most of us here probably already own a copy of Studio,
1: but it does work with Expresses so far. Like
3: yeah, really yeah, and that's yes. Yeah, either it's either uh, an addition to Visual Studio 2010. Although right now, if you're on RC um, and you uh, want to use the phones, the current tools for uh, the phone don't work with the RTM version as of yet. Um, so if you want to develop for the phone, stay on RC for. I don't know, a little while longer. Yeah, and then the, the question's up. right here on, on Twitter, which is, when are we going to get a set of the tools that run on the mm-hmm. RTM?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Coming. Real, coming. Real soon, now. <laughs> yeah. I have no, I've, you know, I'm not on the team. I have no date. I'm in the same boat as him wondering when it's yeah, coming, yeah. so. Yeah, you want it, too. Yeah, exactly. And we
2: do have access to RIA services in the Silverlight
3: phone. No, no. Yeah. Um, but actually, before the session, I was uh, talking to someone. I won't mention his name because okay. um, I get him in trouble. He was pushing for it. Yeah, he's okay. he's, uh, he's, you know, trying to talk them into it. You know, I think one of the things when you're talking about all these hooks we got to remember is, you know, this is v V1 right. of a phone, so we got to lock it down, make sure it's stable, right. get as much functionality in there as you can, and then keep building on it, and real services would yeah. be a great addition to that. Yeah, absolutely. One, so. yeah. And here's an interesting question. Uh, how do you plan to get iPhone developers to develop for the Windows phone?
2: Oh, give them a real development environment. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah,
3: I agree. I mean Visual Studio is a great development environment. Um, and you know, C sharp isn't hard to learn. If you're a wiggly no. line developer in Java, if you know C, you know, whatever, it's you know, it's easy to learn. And you know what I think it's really quite honestly about making money. They'll go on the platform where they can make money yep. and you you mentioned it earlier, the uh, iPhone store is so clogged with apps. You know, I think this is gonna be a, a huge thing. It's you know completely different. Um, right. and I think, you know, you wanna jump on the bandwagon early and I think they're gonna do that.
2: And all you Silverlight developers have such a and .NET developers have such an advantage. Because you already know the plumbing. Yeah. What about, what about maps
3: and GPS as a developer? Am I gonna have access to that on the phone?
2: Maps and GPS
3: uh, as a developer. Uh, yes, there'll be hooks into it, pickers and choosers. Um your your um, user has to allow it through your app. So you can't automatically determine their position through your app. They have to have something on your app that says yes, and then it goes to a screen that says, yes, I want this app to have access you know, to, my, have G- access G- to my, my GPS. But the, the
0: phone itself it have GPS?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then, so so the API get to it? Yes. So it has well, GPS,
1: accelerometer. You keep, accelerometer. Yeah, keep saying Jeep, uh, pickers and choosers. Maybe we need to dig into what that means.
3: It just means, you know, like you said before, there's an abstraction layer to the underlying operating system that you go through in .NET. To, that's why I said um, earlier it's a subset and a superset. So there's special APIs for phone stuff, for accessing GPS, for you know, selecting things in the calendar, for for you know, accessing the camera. Because um, you can't get down to to that layer yourself. But
1: every phone every Win Phone seven will have GPS and it, It's part of the required spec?
3: Yep. Uh it will have uh GPS, it will have accelerometer, it'll have proximity, it'll have a compass, and it'll have light. Proximity? Proximity. What's proximity? Yeah uh you know I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask me that one. I should have kept that one back. Yeah. So what about
2: integration uh with surface?
3: Integration with
2: surface? You mean like can it will it will surface detect it? Yeah, probably if you put a tag on it, like every other Surface app. Of. But
3: why not,
2: why not ship with tag? Why not ship with a tag? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, what a great idea! Yeah, why is it
1: Microsoft shipping any physical thing they've got yeah. with Surface tags on it? Because that's a that's great a great idea. idea. I'll,
3: I mean, I'll bubble that up. You know, I'm sure they're you know not too busy right now, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll hop right on that. But, but yeah, it's a brilliant idea. idea. The,
1: the real question is. is where where is surface going to be in the near yeah, future? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Fifteen thousand dollar coffee tables are just not that common.
3: You know the thing about um you know and this actually might be proximity. I'm not sure. Sorry, I don't know that answer. But one of the things um, to help with battery life on the phone, GPS is expensive. Um, so the the layer itself, if you're already working on uh, Windows Seven, the uh, sensor and location platform, it's the same uh code, not the same code, but the same um. Facade to get to that stuff on the phone as well. So if you've already written some of that code on Windows 7, you'll be very comfortable writing on the phone. And in addition, uh, since GPS is expensive and can eat up your battery life, um, you can choose between uh, how how, uh, close you want it. Obviously, if you want really close, you've got GPS. Otherwise, you can do Wi-Fi triangulation or other stuff in the background. So It's just enough to know
1: what city you're in. Right. So you have different levels of, of what this you is want. This is something that's .NET 4 that I really like. is this concept of location. And under the hood of that class is this, I've located myself via IP, or I had GPS, I was able to get that, or I've got a 3G connection, I was able to do... Uh, triangulation or Wi-Fi triangulation. But all the developer needs to look at is, what's my location? And it gives it its best guess.
3: Yeah. And one of the things that's cool is I told you the three buttons. uh, I don't know if I said it, but it's a back button, the home button, the search. And if you're on the start page and you hit search, uh, it brings up Bing. And one of the great things on this, you probably, if you saw any of the keynotes or any stuff like that, they've always um, uh, shown this. So if I type in sushi right now, and hit go. It has a local search. I don't okay. know how our yeah. signal is in here. You so, not yeah. good.
1: You're not going to get GPS signals in here. You get triangulation.
3: So it shows me all the sushi places of where I'm at right now. Right. So, so it had the last, had the last
1: GPS location as you came in the building, which presumably, you know, you didn't Or print. cell
3: tower. Actually, I'm not sure exactly how that does but it. was it, able to say, hey, here's roughly yeah. where
1: you are. Or Las Vegas Boulevard sir. itself.
3: Yeah, so it so it so you know, first search locally. They've optimized Bing to do that. And then you can go over to, to web and have that regular search functionality. Yeah. How are we
0: going to Google from Bing
3: button? Sorry? The
0: Bing button? So the, it's only to Bing, right?
3: the Bing button? How are oh, we gonna search search yeah, search will bring up Bing. So how are we pretty certain on that? How are you going to prevent Google from suing you over the uh, How well, are you, you going to prevent can, you Google from suing, suing Microsoft? Microsoft? You can go to... Shh, you're going to ask me a lawyer question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, sue there's sue a browser idea. on here, so you can go to... Does the Google phone bring up Bing? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> so... And, you know, if you haven't seen the browser, them. too, you have the <laughs> pinch and squeeze, so the browsing experience is... Is fantastic as far as you know, going to websites and stuff.
1: But can we load other browsers onto that thing? Could we have Opera
3: on there or some other? Kind of, I'm sure there's other browsers. <laughs> why? Somewhere. Why? I don't know why you would. There's but. no
2: other phone that does that.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's IE on here right now. Okay, so.
2: I mean, no, I mean, Windows Phone. You could load different browsers
3: onto it. I
2: guess. Somebody they, wants to write a Silverlight they, browser app. They all don't work well, you know. But they—they're you know, all these different browsers. But. So, like, I could see the Opera guys. We got to rewrite the Opera in Silverlight.
3: Nice. And I, and I, again, I'll, like I said, I, I love the Facebook integration because you know, I don't, I don't have you in my—I have you in my Outlook, but mm-hmm. I don't have you in my Outlook. But if I need to get a hold of you, Outlook. since we're Facebook friends, yeah. you know I have your email, and I, I was showing someone else this earlier. I, I can map your home address if you have it in. If oh, so you have it in Facebook, so you you only put your city, yeah. But yeah. it's going to bring up, you know, exactly where you are. I've had a problem with stalkers,
2: it. basically. Yeah, I
3: know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a question from
1: Twitter: uh, What ability are the cell providers going to have to to modify this phone?
3: You know, that's the, uh, I, I answered this question earlier, and that's a discussion between them and Microsoft. Um, I th- you know, I I would guess they're allowing them to. Uh, Modify it somewhat to brand it slightly. Yes. But as far as I know, it's going to be slightly. But so. I get the sense
1: that this, you know, one of the things the iPhone really did was push the provider, the carrier, back. Right. I, we don't want the carriers customizing these things anymore. We mm. want a sort of standard experience. Right. Yeah, and
3: if you think about it, the carriers want to sell phones. So right. however they're sold. <clears> yeah, and I think for a long cell. time they firmly believe that. I mean, they have to customize. We had a question
2: down. way in the back. Yeah. Do you expect carriers to be allowed
3: to be selling? Five for a oh, absolutely. You, will vendors be allowed to
2: keep selling 6.5 phones?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So 6.5 six isn't going anywhere. 6.5 um, you know, has a lot of uh, applications, uh, a lot of uh, enterprises utilize it um, for very specific stuff. So 6.5 is not going anywhere. We're going to continue to support it. They're going to continue to uh, you know, be allowed to sell 6.5 phones.
2: Yeah, right in front.
3: What carriers will sell it? So is your question of whether we're exclusive? Because I, you know, I don't know if they've released the uh, carriers we're going with, but it's not exclusive. So, so we're, not, we're not all going to have to get
1: AT&T accounts to get a Windows phone. Correct. Okay. That's all I really needed to know, right? <laughs> right. right.
2: <laughs> and behind you. I want to back to the uh, GPS question guys where you said that uh, the user would
3: have to uh, you know, allow the
2: GPS so when when GPS asks when the phone asks permission to use GPS, does it happen once or every time?
3: It happens once uh, within your app now when it's installed once they utilize anything in your app that's asking for that and that's not just for GPS it's for any of those pickers and choosers as i'm calling it you know you have to allow them to go to your calendar to go to your contacts but not every to, time not every you time want to run
1: the app not wait, every time. once you've given it permission
2: to get to something right. you presume it's that permission that's forever that's different from the iphone the iphone asks you every time
3: well, you know now you're going to make me check <laughs> <laughs> So can you take the permission off
1: once you've given it?
3: That's a great question. I'll have to test that out.
1: Um,
3: you can obviously uninstall the app, yeah, yeah. right? And that'll do it, but...
1: Yeah, but they, I bet you there's a permissions dialogue somewhere for any given app that says here's what you said you could have. Yeah,
3: yeah. and in like uh, launched yesterday, I talked about support for uh, multi pass screens and just support there. And then they actually had the a eBay application here to put along all it. So you mentioned that the civil light installation on Windows orange seven is kind of a 3.5 subset superset. Will it support some of those functionalities specifically? Of what are we able to have a media room light on Windows orange seven?
2: So multicast streaming is really what you're interested in. Yeah, so you
3: know, like ATT right. U.S. or number of bars in Canada, BT.
2: So H.264 video streaming.
1: Yeah, I guess the question is how many, what parts of Silverlight 4 are implemented in Mm -hmm. uh, the Particularly the the streaming. Yeah,
3: you know, that's a great question. Um, I'll answer it by giving you a link I don't have off the top of my head. Uh, In the MSDN documentation, they have a specific uh, page (coughs) that talks exactly about what's included what's not included for Silverlight, that would better answer that specific question. And I don't know if they have uh, show notes or not, but I can you know give that to them as but well. But
1: I would also point out, you don't have all of Silverlight 4 implemented, not because you don't want to, because it was just time, right? 4 just RTM'd, and the phone's already, you know, you're already working on it. i got to think
2: that in the future, all of Silverlight 4 will be in the phone. Oh, I don't know about all of it, but certainly everything that can be.
3: In. Yeah, I mean I I mean I I'm not privy to any in information either but either. I would I mean, speculate that same way.
1: Yeah. I mean I think this is just sort of a race to marketplace thing that they went with three with some stuff added in, right. Right? And that there's this will continue to evolve. I'm trying to get answers here, programming guide? Yeah, I think that's probably going to take a lot, uh, take a while. Are you
3: going to push updates to phone Zoom, or when you Yeah, that's a great question about updating the phone. So, Um, my understanding is, um, when you uh, plug in a Zoom, it says there's an update. You know, you can choose to update or not. Uh, My understanding is going to work the same way.
2: Does this answer your question about streaming? Smooth streaming is supported for high definition streaming. Uh, Custom solutions like adaptive streaming. an application can display media using the media element class. However, if an application is unable to use the media element class and wants to provide a full screen media experience, it can use the media player launcher class uh, to use a systems default. That doesn't really say it doesn't really say anything about multicast streaming.
3: Um, I mean,
2: and then so, there's Supported Media Code. That's so
3: if, if you done. can't get your uh, questions answered from this page that you go to, uh, I'll give you my card, email me, and I'll, I'll get them answered for you. That, that's uh, true for any questions I you have that I can't answer today.
1: Yeah, there's page
3: 263. What? Wow. I thought we were almost going to escape this day question? without asking about SQL. <laughs> Is that what your question is? Yes. What about SQL on the phone? <laughs> what about SQL on the phone, Danny? Yeah, thank you. Well, were you like two minutes away yeah, from that? Yeah, that's now? our show. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> so, uh, for version one, um, I'll say there's two parts. So, there is SQL on the phone. Obviously, the internal apps utilize that. There's no access to third-party developers for SQL CE on the phone right now. So, um, you have a couple options. Um, you can have uh, your own proprietary data format that you can save in your isolated storage. Um, you can, you know, sync to the cloud, you know, whatever you want to call that, SQL Azure or, you know, outside. Um, or there's, you know, so I've looked at there's some third party um, SQL type of applications that will work on the phone. I haven't tried them yet, but if you um, just do a Bing search for, uh, for that, you'll you'll find the ones I'm talking about. So as of version one, there is there is no access to it. Remote desktop. Um remote desktop is not on this phone that I have in my hand. Um, yeah. So.
2: so just remember what he didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> not on this phone.
1: Okay.
3: I didn't even go that far, actually. I'm just saying I, I've not I've not heard phone. anything about it.
1: Not yet. Okay.
2: All right. I think we're out of time. I think fun? that's a show. I see these guys want some lunch. You guys you hungry? Alright. Thank, thank you very much for coming to DotNet Rocks. I'd like to thank Dan Egan. Give him a big round of applause. We'll see you next time on DotNet Rocks is recorded and produced by PWAP Productions